<laughs> I used to cut pictures out of SpongeBob and um, and put my face on wedding <laughs> photos, and I used to tell people that SpongeBob and I were married. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> that's just a little tidbit about me. <laughs> I love so that. Welcome to the Thank You Places podcast, celebrating the art of theater and the amazing people who make it happen. Join us as we sit down to talk about our experiences, the shows we see, and what's happening on the local theater scene right here in Springfield, Missouri. Today, we're diving into Nathaniel and Noel's current project, You're in Town the Musical. We'll be chatting with the stage manager, Mo Callahan, as they pull back the curtain on what it takes to keep all the pieces of live theater running smoothly. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Places. Thank, thank you, places. <laughs> Welcome to the thank you. I don't know why we always think that's so hilarious. But it is well, funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Thank You Places podcast. I am Nathaniel here along with Noel and Allison. And today we're going to talk about pee. Mm. <laughs> Golden frothy pee. <laughs> I wasn't even waiting for you to take a drink. Dang it. But then you were. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to say that. I didn't know I was going to say it either until I did. Um, <laughs> so we've been we've been talking about referencing here and there how uh, Noel and I Noel is costuming and I am acting in the production of You're in Town at Springfield musical. Contemporary Theater. Yes, the musical. Um, so we're finally talking about it now, Yay. and so we have brought Mo Callahan, Hello. who is the stage manager for. Uh, you're in town. I already blanked on what the show was. And uh, we're just going to talk about uh, both what you're doing and what it's like to stage manage, what it's like to stage manage this show. They were already about to spill some tea on us, so uh, oh. uh, we'll get to that yeah. there. Um, but first of all, just tell us your personal background and what where you came you from. Theater? Where you're going, Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I've been doing theater for a very, very long time because of my sister. My oldest sister is my heart. She's my everything. But we also have a really big connection in the theater world. Um, she went to Wheaton University and okay. was a theater major there. Um, but she's been doing theater since she was eight years old at our community theater in Denver. And then I decided that I wanted to do theater with her and then my parents told me no because I oh. had to do sports instead. Of no. course. <laughs> For some reason, I got into theater because Kickapoo High School in Springfield mm -hmm. has a phenomenal program as much as mm -hmm. I do. Um, do believe that theater can be a toxic environment. Kickapoo Theater does an amazing job at inviting young people to do theater because they have a program where they go to the middle schools and you're able to audition from sixth grade to freshman year in their junior wow. musical. Aww. So I did that all four years and I had the best time. I did lots of productions with them. And then when I went to high school, I did the freshman year shows and the high school show. And then I did switched over to central high school where I did theater there. So I just right. love it. Fantastic! It's the best thing yeah. ever. I've been with yeah. Springfield contemporary now for a year I started with Sweeney Todd, directed by the Central High School director, drama teacher, uh, Gretchen Glockteague, who is going to be 
she does a lot of productions with Springfield Contemporary, mm-hmm. but I love working under her, and that's what introduced me to Springfield Contemporary Theater. Nice. I think of the people we've had on the show, I think you are, like, the first theater baby that we've had that, like, did it mm-hmm. intensely oh, growing yeah. up. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. My first production, I was an orphan in Annie... And yeah. there were about 30 other the orphans. Start. So, you know. Nice. No longer uh-huh. an orphan. The, I, I'm trying to make a pun work where there's not a pun to be had there. Um, so you're stage manager for a contemporary theater. Yes. Is stage managing and tech, is that kind of your area that you're into? Is there something else? You're just kind of trying it all out? What's your... I love tech. I'm primarily a visual artist. I started... My, my love is art, visual art. Um, I started as a painter with watercolor and slowly moved into the puppetry world. <gasps> I love puppetry. I've loved it ever since Ooh. I was little. Shout out to my Between the Lions and Sesame Street folk. Yeah. Because that's where it all started. But again, it really, my puppetry, love for puppetry really blossomed again with Gretchen, who is has a master's in puppetry. And she just encouraged me more and more. <laughs> To find the love of that. Um, We did the COVID year was my senior year of high school and the COVID year. I say that in there Mm -hmm. have been three. But we did a planet Earth Day project where I was like, I don't want to do a musical and we can't because of COVID. (laughs) So instead we did a puppetry parade where we made puppets, these huge puppets and costumes out of found material which is my material of choice mm-hmm. and you'll find more and more that in community theater we often use found material yep, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> and it's sustainable and beautiful and i love it and puppetry is the foundation of the entire universe in my mind <laughs> that's great yeah i love that i have some videos to send to you that oh. i've been watching recently about puppetry and you will eat them up i love i'm gonna make a note i think noel would love to do puppetry it's just like <laughs> gotten passionate about that lately yeah. <laughs> it fits right in with costuming it's hand yeah, in hand it really yeah. does mm-hmm. oh i love it yeah very cool um how did you end up you mentioned gretchen how did you end up in your role at sct um our current technical director peyton jackson was a huge role in introducing me into springfield contemporary theater because gretchen was saying hey I actually took a hiatus right after high school um, from doing theater. I left the country for uh, nine months and decided that I was just going to focus on myself and my relationship with other people and where I kind of fit into the universe beyond the stuff that (laughs) I personally do to it. Mm -hmm. And when I came back, I realized that theater was something that I still had a really deep love for. And that's when I was introduced to Peyton and he is my mentor. I still always say that, that he is just somebody that I look up to greatly in Springfield Contemporary specifically. And he has made it, has utilized me in ways that I really appreciate and I feel useful within the theater. He taught me how to do set design and building and and just kind of the flow of the theater itself. And then I was asked to do stage managing for Hedda Gabler, which Mm -hmm. was the show that we did right before you're in town. And... I've been stage managing 
ever since. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Three months ever All since. three months ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Heather Gabler since was February. wild. That's a crazy <laughs> show. It was a bonkers show. I walked in not knowing at all what it was about oh. except like the little snippet on like the postcards uh-huh. and the media that went out um it did it it's not it it did exceed my expectations but i don't think my expectations matched at all the expectations <laughs> that i worked out with so did we have it expectations? Wild. yeah it's so beautiful and it's a story with so much depth i so don't know layers. how i feel about ipsum but i think the interpretation that we had it and our uh, director, Jeffrey Mindock, who mm-hmm. is another person who works at Springfield Contemporary Theater, I think he had a really good idea about what he wanted the show to be. Yeah. And it became something really beautiful. Not to even mention the stunning cast that we had. Stunning oh, visually and stunning actors. Cast, just yeah. phenomenal people. And making all that work in the found space and everything. Like, that was just so... That one pipe Coolly that's in the designed. middle of that rehearsal space mm. that they turned into a dang chimney. Great. Yes. Why wow. is it that yeah. every theater studio in the world has to have a pole in the middle of the room? Yeah. It's like a requirement <laughs> for your rehearsal space. Just to be in the way, make more difficult mm-hmm. for, for rehearsal. Make it interesting. Give a challenge. It's a permanent exactly. co-star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, we're going to go ahead and shift gears into your in town. And that means I'm going to turn it over to our resident dramaturge, Allison, <laughs> okay. to talk about everything you're in town. Yes. I'm what the give... heck is this thing about? <laughs> I'm gonna what give... is you're in town? What is you're in town? You're in town is here. about it. I'm going to give very quick background, and then we're kind of going to dive deeper into it next episode, because we're doing two you're in town mm-hmm. episodes. Um, so I'm just going to give very basic background, and then like a basic plot summary. So... You're in Town, the musical, is a satirical comedy premiered in 2001. Um, music by Mark Holman, lyrics by Mark Holman and Greg Kotis, and book by Greg Kotis. <laughs> um, You're in Town Solid. debuted, yeah. <laughs> it debuted at the New York International Fringe Festival, which I think is so cool. Um, and it was produced off Broadway at the American Theater, um, American Theater for Actors, from May 6th, 2001 to June 25th, 2001. The musical then opened on Broadway at Henry Miller's Theater, running from September 20th, 2001 through January 18th, 2004, totaling 25 previews and a total of 965 performances. Um, It was originally supposed to premiere September 13th, 2001, but was obviously and tragically delayed due to the 9-11 terrorist attacks, but it still opened nine days after 9-11, which is crazy to think about. Wow. That's insane. What? Just a little over a week. What a musical to debut right they after did. such an what event. A mu- what a musical. <laughs> I did what read musical that period. there was a line that they had to remove from the oh. musical because it was, it would have been That's extremely valid. Oh, I'm sensitive. so curious about what I that line too. was. I, I can too. assume. There's yeah. So, so many There's things. so many, like... <laughs> I don't know if I'd say fringe lines, but <laughs> pushing it. Spicy. Spicy lines. Spicy lines. There was one that they had to completely remove because it, Oof. understandably. Hmm. Um, I wonder if we can figure out what that is. I know. Yeah, yeah. maybe so. Research project. Let us know. If yeah. You... <laughs> um, You're in Town was nominated for 10 Tony Awards and won three. So just that's just a little historical background. And now I'm going to give you some plot summary. This is directly from MTI, Music Theater International. So I'm just reading it straight from their website because I think it's the best. 
Um, in a Gotham-like city, a terrible water shortage caused by a 20-year drought has led to a government-enforced ban on private toilets. The citizens must use public amenities regulated by a single malevolent company that profits by charging admission for one of humanity's most basic needs. Amid the people, a hero decides that he's had enough and plans a revolution to lead them all to freedom. Um, Greg Cotis actually got the idea for this musical when he was a student in Europe um, and came across a paid toilet, which he had never come across before. You have! The, the first time I saw this show was when Drury University did it a few uh -huh. years ago. Yeah, you and I went to see it. And Nathaniel and I were sitting there, and during intermission, I lean over to him, and I go, okay, I get it. I get it. Don't get me wrong. I get it. <laughs> but also... I've definitely spent the majority of my life paying to use public bathrooms. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Not in America, yeah. dear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently Greg Cotis was on a pretty tight budget. He was a student and it struck him as odd. And so therefore the idea was born that it's a privilege to be. It is a privilege it to be. It is a privilege to be. Um, you're in town satirizes many things, um, but most notably the legal system, social irresponsibility, Populism, bureaucracy, corporate mismanagement, and theater itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of that that we're going to be unpacking that. in our next episode. <clears throat> Excuse me. In our next episode, mm -hmm. uh, we'll, we'll get into some of the literary background of that and Malthus and all of that good stuff. Oh, love Malthus. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite joke of the show. Homeboy Malthus. <laughs> I honestly had no idea who that was until Nathaniel was looking it up, and I was like, oh, the line makes sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't look it up. I just repeated what Rick told me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's valid. Um, so, uh, did you have any, anything you wanted to add to that plot of that, or...? Truly, this is a show about how not only mm, it's a it, it is the satire. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. the satire. It's based on just how funky the government is and businesses can be, corporations mm -hmm. can be, mm -hmm. communities also. Ooh, the jokes about the different people in a in public places and just how bonkers crazy everyone is all the time in public. If you've ever been on a public bus, every single character on that bus is in this show. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And they're just a ton of spoofs on different musicals, everything. Mm -hmm. Every song is a spoof on a different musical, a lot of mm -hmm. different jokes. It's hilarious. Yeah. 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 And there's a lot, there's a lot that our directors have added in as well references I remember to other musicals talking about like the coming to being of the show I remember in our like beginning production meetings when Rick the director was showing us his inspiration and giving us his vision and things he was talking a lot about how it I mean it was a festival show to begin mm -hmm. with and so when it did come to Broadway they kept all of that uh -huh. low budget like <laughs> slapstick kind of stuff going on uh -huh. because that is the that is what the show is meant to be. It's meant mm -hmm. to be this thing. And I, I like that we have also kept that in our production of it. Yeah. I do think that at its core, again, found theater mm -hmm. is such a beautiful thing. <laughs> I think that it's something that we don't use utilize enough because we've kind of had this era of high tech is better, the better way to go. Yeah. And, so snappy and Yeah. And I, I really think that going back to... The, just the basics and trying to figure out 
the stupidest way to get something done <laughs> is is amazing and that it actually during covid was something that we focused on a lot was nice. <laughs> how what is the dumbest like most basic least technical way that we yeah. could get this task done yeah. and everything becomes so much more fun and silly and mm. lively it's beautiful yeah. and mm, i love that i love this show i yeah. love how part <laughs> yeah. of the art of theater can be all of the crazy high-tech art and mm -hmm. like the professional level production or it can be creating something out of sticks and stones yeah. Yeah. like that both of those are an equal like form of theater it's not right. even that it's like low budget or high budget like that's just how you make it look it's yeah. kind of like uh, what's the least amount we can do and still get the idea across yeah yeah, yeah. i love that yeah. which i mean mm -hmm. simplicity is the key that's mm -hmm. what happens sure. with a lot of art mediums and things like the more simplified you can make something the more in its raw state that you can mm -hmm. the better it will come across yeah like your message will come across easier and yeah mm -hmm. especially it. in a show like this part of the gag is like it breaks the fourth wall a bunch of times mm -hmm. things are meant to be exposed oh, and so it it <laughs> it both like brings the audience in as part of the comedy because like you're not supposed to reference the audience but then you do and yeah. it's part of the comedy but at the same time kind of pulls them in i think into the themes and ideas of the show yeah. as well um it takes a lot of skill to write something stupid. <laughs> that's like that's the art. That's the art of comedy writing. Yeah, is it's, it really it, does. Like you have to be skillful to write and to deliver this kind of dumb comedy, mm. and like break the audience's defenses down to then bring them in and say, actually, wow, your way of life is unsustainable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're mm -hmm. the bunny. Oh, I meant to put a bunny out for Aww. the decor. Aww. I can, I can go grab the, one. Don't be the bunny. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. so this is yeah. the... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not hosting the show. I was excited <laughs> to say the next question. Um, yeah, so this is the second time that Contemporary has done this show, and we've, we've heard about it a good bit, like 16 years ago. <laughs> Rick keeps that, looking at me and going... So when we did the show last time, you remember, da -da 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 -da, and I'm like, Rick, hon, I, I was remember. like nine years old. <laughs> I was living in Belarus. I <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. It was thousands of miles away. <laughs> um, but do you feel, or how much do you feel, I guess, that that original show has had an influence on this? Has it had any sort of presence? I really think that it does, especially with all the technical elements. We keep going back to our storage space and pulling out stuff from the old show. We don't have to buy any new stuff or barely any That's new nice. things, including our little Sally. Who yeah. is <laughs> we didn't have to change actresses. <laughs> she is the little Sally that we used 16 years ago, and she does a phenomenal job now. And I'm sure she did a phenomenal job then. Yeah, um, yeah we still use the same pregnancy bellies, the same foot walker whatever broken ankle what is that called uh, a leg brace a leg brace, brace leg brace yeah. <laughs> i did the prop list i should know <laughs> what's on it it's fine. but there's a lot of gags that we're carrying on just because they are so timeless mm -hmm. i am excited about the elements that we're choosing to change like bobby's fall Bobby's fall. Yeah. Ooh, I was going to ask about that mm -hmm. because the last time I won't give away what we're doing this time because you have to come and see the show. But last time they had a very tiny Bobby on a stick. 
<laughs> and they pushed real Bobby off the stage or whatever, and then had a spotlight with itty bitty tiny Bobby on a stick going. <laughs> wow. I love that. I know. I'm kind of sad that they're not bringing it back. No, I think I like our method better, but I love that. <laughs> our method right now is a little more artistic. Oh, cool. oh yeah. Interpretive. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little fancier. <laughs> a little but less I don't know, silly. a little person on a stick sounds hysterical. That's yeah. honestly yeah. really funny, yeah. Oh, goodness. And I guess that answers what the design team has held on to originally as well. I mean, I know you, you wouldn't yeah. have been there 16 years ago to see exactly, but... I do think that a lot of the technical elements that we're carrying on from the previous show are changed a little bit just because of the different actors. Mm -hmm. The person playing McQueen is Joshua. Mm -hmm. I don't remember his last name off the top of my head, but Joshua David Smith. Thank you. Oh yes. I forget that he is Springfield's theater fame because of his work on SpongeBob the Musical. Yes. And as Squidward, Which he told me the other day that he's never seen an episode of SpongeBob. <gasps> that is crazy. But he played Squidward. That's a cool played Squidward so well. A great Squidward. <laughs> I used to cut pictures out of SpongeBob and um, and put my face on wedding <laughs> photos, and I used to tell people that SpongeBob and I were married. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> That's just a little tidbit about me. <laughs> I love so that. <laughs> but he is doing a phenomenal job. One of the one of the bits that we've carried on from the previous show is having bunny puppets during the number Don't Be the Bunny. Mm -hmm. And he just brings his own flair. It's amazing. He one of the jokes about McQueen is that he is a flamboyant homosexual. <laughs> and he just brings that to the table in a way that takes a lot of courage, I believe. It's a lot of flair. With those puppets, he's so funny. He's hilarious. So, definitely that. appreciate Amazing. that. I love that. Yeah. I I love that. That's a thing too, because the like, the actual homosexual character in the show is Beryl. <laughs> <laughs> they picked the married straight man to play him. <laughs> the flaming straight. The flaming straight. Like thing. That was my favorite conversation. I don't know how to play him. Everyone else is playing so gay. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, I was also told that I couldn't play like a stereotypical flaming Valid. homosexual because yeah. only JDS's care, only McQueen was going to be able to do that. Which is so, so difficult because I, I like, do think you're the only straight okay. one in the cast. Right, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, well, what can I do? I was like, okay, just, all right, you're straight. So just lean into the extreme of your straightness mm -hmm. and play a total F-boy. Just <laughs> yes. like as, as much as you can. So that's that. That's the best I could do. Extremely effective. <laughs> it works. It's it's a part of the closeted cop stereotype. Yeah. And I love it. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is preview for next. Or act, I've given away all my acting yeah. points. Oh, so no. No. Oh, no. I just got on talking. Um, so back to you and stage managing. Yes. <laughs> um, First of all, can you, for those who may not know, explain just in general the role of a stage manager and how that works um, in in more words than Miracle Worker? Because mm. that's basically... Of course. Yeah. I do believe that stage managing, the role of stage manager means that you are assistant to everybody in the cast mm. and crew. Yeah. I I love looking at it as a role for just there to help and be there for people when they need you to be there. Yeah. 
I think that's extremely important. It's keeping everybody organized. I do the prop list and communicate from the director to the the prop manager. I do the schedule, communicating from the, the production team to the cast. It's all about communication and keeping everybody straight. And it's, it's wonderful. I, I find myself loving this job more than I've loved other elements of tech just because I am there for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I... I value the cast and crew so highly and for me to be able to humble myself and, and just be there to serve them. I think that's the best. And you do a great job. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I, I love it. And I feed off of everybody's energy. I love meeting all the different people. I've, Mm -hmm. I've worked with some Mm -hmm. of the urine town cast previously, but I've met so many of the new people and just everyone coming in and telling me about how they've gotten to theater i i truly feel that that's not necessarily every stage manager's job to learn (laughs) about the cast and crew but i think it's important to the show especially when you need to when you have a cast that needs additional help and or if somebody's struggling something Mm -hmm. it's important to look at that and see that because the directors aren't necessarily going to see all the the struggle. Mm-hmm. And so you need to be there to say, I'm the one that's going to be in your corner for this because yeah. the director's focusing on getting the show pretty. Yeah. yeah. Which is, again, yeah. an important job and that's the director's job. Yeah. But somebody needs to also be behind the scenes making sure that everybody's okay. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's a great way to put that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I like that you're prioritizing that relationship with the cast and all as well because mm-hmm. it's like your stage manager has to be someone that you can rely on on a moment's notice to like whatever's going on in right. the course of, of things and so just that extra level of, of trust that's developed over the yeah there's a process and there is um, a technical element to it like I have to be able to actually do my job like I have to be able to keep charts and sheets and write notes and things like that faxing and copying (laughs) faxing and copying faxing and copying (laughs) and copying allison is like (laughs) (laughs) she will learn she will learn but it's also important to have those emotional elements so yeah i love that I guess you'll be backstage calling the show as well, Noreen, or however that goes. Oh, yes. However that goes. <laughs> yep, putting, I'm the one who says places, so. Fantastic. The, we should let the you say places. <laughs> a little yeah. weird to put you on the other side. I know. Yeah. I've never had to say thank you ten before. It's <laughs> <This is> crazy. <laughs> um, so what has been, again, both the general stage manager process, but also your process mm-hmm. in when when you go to manage a show thing, what's kind of the process you developed and and what's so with the show? I understand that the primary job of the stage manager is communication. I that is something that I practice every day in my life, every day on stage, within this job and my other jobs. And I like to set up a bunch of different sheets for each of the categories Mm -hmm. so I have one for costume design I have one for choreography one for props all the different things make a pair all those things and I am constantly typing notes into those saying this is what we need what do you need help with what do you not understand so that we can get it straight so when we are ready to combine the production team and the cast Mm -hmm. it all runs extremely smooth I take notes like a 
like a bat, like crazy. Yeah, try not. To, I'm not gonna curse on your podcast. Um, started that sentence before I finished it. But, you do. I've seen the notes. It's oh great. yeah, I have. I keep my laptop open with my production notes. Mm-hmm. I keep my like handwritten things so that I have notes for myself and. If I need to personally pass something on face-to-face, I keep those in my notebook. Oh. And then I have, like, my <laughs> my script that I'm constantly taking notes. Another job of the stage manager is to make sure that the, the cast knows their lines. <laughs> um, which, actually, this cast is doing an amazing job at Somet- knowing their lines. Sometimes I remember that we've only been in rehearsal for, what, Four, four weeks. weeks? Four weeks. No. Oof, and wow. we were off book this past week. Like, oh, my goodness. Wow. You guys are so... Talent. Right. This is the fastest I've ever seen a cast go from the product or the rehearsal space to the stage with such ease in such I a long know. time. It, they're Crazy. doing very well. <laughs> and again, I have like five lines, but all these like leads with monologues <laughs> and stuff that are like right. getting 80, 90, 95% of it, like wow. off yeah. right out of off book is like, wow. Right. Crazy. Yeah. Like I also just came from the last show I was involved with was a, Great time in mm-hmm. White Christmas. Wonderful. Would 10 of 10 do it again, but it was a much younger and less experienced group. Oh. So things were not picked up as fast. So the complete like whiplash to here to like a yeah. very professional group. I'm like, whoa. I saw that show crazy. several times and every time it was slightly different, which I mean is valid <laughs> for live theater. But it was, uh-oh. I, know I don't know monologue, if I would say the right kind of difference. Needs, I know this monologue and you have not said this monologue correctly any of the times that you have done it but it's fine because yeah. i mean the last show i started it just, it was young... i also gave a monologue a different way every time i did it so right. there is just a younger cast yeah. yeah there is a downside to how professional the actors feel like they need to be though because again seeing the emotional side of the mm-hmm. cast they kick themselves so much when they get it mm-hmm. wrong mm-hmm. and kind of just have to sit down with them and be like hey the stuff that you know, you know, and you got the gist of it. Just work on this place. Like, that's another job is I will highlight monologues and different parts that the actors continually miss. And I'll and I'll pull them inside, be like, hey, I just want you to look over these lines a little bit more. And it's, and it's not at all a diminutive thing. It's just this is the way that, to make it more effective mm-hmm. and practice your craft, which can be difficult for these actors because we work long hours and it's mm-hmm. a volunteer gig. So mm-hmm. all of these people have other jobs that they yeah. have to do. So everyone is just working 24 seven and it's, yeah. it's extremely tiring. So the way that I, I feel like bringing up the fact that they are so professional, mm-hmm. even when they miss lines, you know, gotta, yeah. gotta lift them up even when they're doing that yeah. because yeah. they kick themselves so much. I know, I know like, they do. Because they're doing a great job. Please. So yeah. 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 And it's all, it all comes together in the end. It does. Everything. It Never does. been mm-hmm. in a place where it didn't come together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any creative say power over the show besides, I mean, you're kind of just like assisting to everyone, but like yeah. how much, say do you have in kind of that like initial vision casting one of my things that i had to learn very quickly was especially working previously as director and assistant director on other shows i had to learn really quickly that i shouldn't just keep my mouth shut when the director is doing their thing which i again 
with Peyton as my mentor, he was always very kind about being like, hey, that was direction. We don't give direction. I'm like, yes, you're absolutely correct. I see what I did there. And I, I don't have that much creative say at all. Unless I have ideas and I'm like, I think this would be more effective because it's not, it's just not reading. Because mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't have, I'm not constantly thinking about this. And when you think about something so much, you find loopholes and you kind of, yeah. your train of thought gets mm-hmm. dragged so far that when you actually put it on its feet, it doesn't always read. Mm-hmm. So I do have the ability to say, that doesn't work. That's cool. I, You're just like a second mm-hmm. pair of eyes. Yeah, you have a different okay. perspective mm-hmm. than everybody else. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The, the executor more. Yeah. 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 So I do, I do see that side of the creative process, but my job is not to be a creative in this space. It is to be a supporter and, cool. and a servant. So that's what I do. So cool. Mm-hmm. Are there any like changes to your approach through the process? Like what your priorities are pre-production versus when the cast, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't even look at the script while the cast was learning choreography or getting it on its feet at all because they have the script in hand. So I don't need to be looking at it. What I'm doing in that stage is making sure that I have all the props down and whenever the director adds something that needs a technical element, I'm making sure that I'm writing that down, all of the kinks we're finding. So there is a scene where we're having a little bit of trouble with, you know, lights. We need to figure out a strategy for how we're going to get from this spot to this spot. I'm writing all of those things down, making sure everybody knows their transitions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then once we get onto the book, my priority is making sure that the actors know what they're doing, making sure that the at this point, the all the production team basically knows what they're doing. They're on stand so I can kind of leave them alone unless they are having trouble knowing what they're doing we're doing our best (laughs) and you yeah the production team is doing a phenomenal job and I think a lot of that is due to phenomenal communication because we have production meetings every Mm -hmm. few weeks and now we have them every week now that the show is starting to roll and I think our directors do a really good job of making sure that we talk through all the stuff we need to talk through yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, been very detail oriented. Like, mm-hmm. it's been very nice. It's been the most like detail oriented show I've been a part of. Wow, yeah. where yeah. I feel like I have all the elements to be able to do do my job well. And then where we get I, to check yeah. up on each other, yeah. and mm-hmm. especially with you're working so close with Kaya, who is our costume mm-hmm. and hair, and making sure that all those things align. I think it's great mm-hmm. that we have opportunities for you guys to like come together and actually talk. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. What's been the hardest thing about this process so far? A moment, a a task, anything? This show specifically can get really annoying really quickly. (laughs) Not to say I, I, there are a lot of jokes and things like that, but with the constant practice, we kind of lose sight Mm -hmm. of the Mm funniness of the show. Mm It's also just, again, we're all really tired, and this is an extremely intensive and physical show. So we just get really tired by the end Mm -hmm. of the night. And, like, the themes are kind of dark, honestly. And it's not an uplifting show at all. There's a lot of your energy. Not to spoil anything, but there's a body count at the end. Oh, yeah. 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 It's a comedy, but... uh, They die in humorous ways. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're still dead. That's true. That's true. Yeah, so I, I do think that it 
it gets tiring and mm-hmm. we all try our best to make creation our outlet, but it's still sometimes, you know, on every production. Yeah. I, with all of the companies that I've worked on and worked with, Springfield Contemporary has been the healthiest non-toxic place I've ever worked. Everyone is so kind. I think that is the most important thing. They're kind and patient Mm -hmm. and affirming with each other, Mm -hmm. which I think is really important. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. 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 Especially that. Yeah. Especially with Hedda. Hedda was one of the shows that I, while working on it was constantly like, this cast is so smart and kind Mm -hmm. and wants to be, in community with each other more than they want to please an audience, mm-hmm. which mm, that's is what theater should be. Yeah, and that came be across Good. really well. Yeah, like, you can always tell. Yeah, when, a when cast the cast like, vibes and mm-hmm. are together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you always have like clashing heads, but honestly, I think Rick does. I I guess the. I guess the connecting thing is that Rick is in the room, <laughs> is that he's making sure that everybody's just focused and we're here for a reason. Yeah. That's probably the the biggest thing that got me into theater was mm-hmm. that sense of community mm-hmm. and just like the friends that I made in theater, you know, we had very special relationships. Um, yeah. <laughs> really special. <laughs> if you can't, oh, <laughs> sound. If you can't Sorry. see on the, ca- if you can't see on the camera, Noel just flashed a ring to the, uh, to the camera. <laughs> but yeah, like very, very close relationships. Mm-hmm. Whether that's from just mutual love of the art or trauma bonding or (laughs) (laughs) trauma bonding over something you love to be traumatized by like (laughs) oh yeah something like that (laughs) i think i literally said that after a break at a rehearsal recently i like looked at at uh i i think heath maybe so i don't know i looked at someone i was like all right i'm ready to get hurt again (laughs) yeah (laughs) yep Yep. that's just what makes us so special is that community Mm -hmm. sense and i think even looking, watching, like, on social media at the professional level and stuff, like, the sense of community that mm-hmm. that actors and crew and all have is just so unique and strong, and it's really just, it's a safe place for mm-hmm. people to to be themselves and to meet people and, and everything, and that's just, that's really what yeah. drew me into theater so much early on mm-hmm. there. So, um, to lighten it. <laughs> what has been one of your favorite moments so far? And I'm leaving that broad because that can be a happy moment, a humorous moment in rehearsal, whatever on earth it could be. I find the greatest joy in watching the actors when they really, you know, when the energy moves through all of all of the actors and you can physically feel it coming off the stage yes i think that is the most beautiful thing just watching you guys work and ah i get to i get to experience that and i get to experience it from the ground up and i think that's i i i do think that that is one of the greatest blessings Mm -hmm. that i just sitting watching you guys it's it's my favorite thing in the world and i don't have to stress about knowing all the steps or knowing the words i can just sit there and be a part of something that's so beautiful and i I I don't have to 
I mean, I do things for it, but I do, it doesn't have to be earned. It's I just understand given. what you're saying. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 I feel the same way. That's one of the reasons why I do tech and not yeah. on stage because it's just, it's so wonderful just to be part of something so much bigger than yourself and tell stories yeah. and things. Yeah. But also not have to be the person <laughs> dancing for four hours a right. night. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's something that it's a communal giving. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give you my time and my, my patience and my love so that you are able to perform the best you can in return. You're just going to give me that energy that you also love to give. And it's mm, sending that back and forth. Everyone so wants good. to be there. Everyone like, wants to be yeah. there most then, nights. Most, night. most nights. <laughs> Everyone wants to be in the show. Yes. Around 9:30 I hit a and I hit a wall that I called <laughs> goblin mode. <laughs> yeah. That was the part mode. where that's the part where I told him you should get you should connect with Noelle. She also has a goblin mode yeah. at 9:30. My eyes oh, start yeah. twitching at the yeah, I usually have a sweatshirt on, so I just kind of huddle up into my sweatshirt and like give everyone a scowl because I finished my Dr. Pepper and I just want to go home. It's a move. Why do you think I go home about nine o'clock? <laughs> Which is about what? when I'm like, "Hey, Mo, how you doing?" <laughs> 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 Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate you and Rick and Alex and Logan and all of them laughing at all of the jokes in the show mm-hmm. without I love to fail hear Rick's laugh. every time. Like I can't it, hasn't help gotten, it. it hasn't gotten old yet, and that's so good. Yeah, I it cackle. Helps me know where the <laughs> I cackle still every is. time. I cannot help it. I'm sure our directors Rick and Logan are annoyed with me, but I Rick's laughing just I, as much. Like. Oh, it's so funny. It's so it's such a funny show. You guys do such a good. Job. I love the way that you play around with jokes so that it's fresh and new every time you know the best way to to uh, deliver the line and stuff. Oh, it's so juicy. I love it. It's so juicy. <laughs> I think my favorite is is Alex, the music director. He doesn't necessarily laugh, but he makes faces. <laughs> oh, he and also goes every time there's like a twist in the show. Like the first time, the the like the big twist, which I won't say because you have to come see the show. But the first time, the big twist in the show came up he's just at the piano and he just goes <laughs> and he held it for like two minutes he makes also the greatest faces he does do a beautiful laugh i'm gonna like back away from the microphone but he goes ha <laughs> <laughs> yes. which is really funny yeah it's true i hear that from back in the costume like work uh warehouse stuff yeah. i just hear Yep. Yeah. <laughs> now, Allie, your turn. <laughs> I haven't even seen what's going on over there yet. I, I Allie has a tiny hand. <laughs> I have four tiny hands. I had hands. no idea what was going on over there. Yeah. <laughs> how, did, how did that become part of this? <laughs> we needed something for our hands. We yeah. Needed we needed tiny fidgety, hands for our hands. Fidgety people. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, there's one of the flashlights that the support. cops have that has, like, a little <laughs> ring on the end that flips up and down, and I always pick that one. And I tell yeah. Heath, I'm like, I can just sit here and fiddle with this, and it's so nice. It's, my it's so nice. Support <laughs> <hand>. <laughs> emotional support hand. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyways. Well. Wow, anyways. <laughs> Anywho. Um, 
So if you know, mm-hmm. what's what's uh, coming next for you after this show? Do you have another project lined up? Oh. I do. I was just asked to be stage manager for Big Fish yeah, at Springfield were. Contemporary <laughs> Theater. So and I was just asked to be the costumer for Big Fish. Yes! <laughs> we're working together again. And I was just <laughs> asked to be the fish. <laughs> 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 the big fish. The big fish. <laughs> not the not the big fish. The medium sized fish. The sidekick. <laughs> yeah, so I'll be working on that with again Gretchen Teague will be directing it because she just directed it at Central High School, oh, and our very cool. own Jackson was in that show, and he's in your in town as Billy Boy Bill. <laughs> but yep, I'm Those excited to be working on names that. Are... Mm-hmm. What's your What's your favorite ensemble name? Oh yeah. Mm, Hot Blades. Hot Blades Hot Harry. Harry. Yeah. yeah. I think I like Soupy Sue. My sister played Soupy Sue when she was in your in town. Actually, Fantastic. when Gretchen did it at Central. Nice. nice. Yep. Nice. So. We was also your... have added Hildego Jane. Yes. That's an added character. Oh, I like her name yeah. too. Yes, Hildego Jane. <laughs> what's your favorite? We're going to ask several people this later. What's mm-hmm. your out of context line? Go. <laughs> oh, I have to think of one. This is something oh. we'll be doing videos for mm-hmm. later on. Oh, it's going to take me a minute to think. Oh, I stumped him. <laughs> okay, mine is once this once is once too much because once they once they want to once once more. Yeah. That's probably my favorite line wow. of the show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know my script well enough. I didn't even know that was a Ooh. line. <laughs> no, my favorite, um, my favorite is, <laughs> I, I was a good girl too before I met your dad. A, a good, good girl? girl? You heard me. You heard me. Yeah. <laughs> Spoken by a, a man. Uh, yes. Just, um, just, um, like, a senator. Yeah. The senator. Uh, that was Phipps' line. You heard yeah. me. Uh, I will have to get back to you on mine. That's also, okay. Like, we'll come back scripts. to it on next episode, or just one that you hear. In yeah. Rehearsal. There's a lot of nonsense, and so you're gonna have nonsense. to you're gonna have to come view it to to see all of the nonsense. Oh, it's the and I love you very much. <laughs> That's not really funny out of context, but if you see where it's staged, yeah. it makes me yeah. giggle. And I think knowing that that line was given out of context just creates an <laughs> anticipatory sort of. Yeah. <laughs> well, anywho, um, thank you for coming yeah. and talking with us. Thanks yeah, for having time. me. It was so good to hang out. So thank you, you for your excitement about our podcast and oh, activities. I think it's beautiful. Um, my I love favorite it. reactions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love. I love so, anything that highlights local theater. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great time. That's uh, so what we're here for. Yeah, so, this has to be uh, right you're. <laughs> <laughs> So you're in town uh, opens June sixteenth, uh, which will be the when this is posted the the end of the week. So uh, if you're just out here in this June sixteenth through July second, <laughs> yeah, panic, right? We have the I have the rehearsal calendar. I intentionally did this to myself. I don't know why. I put the rehearsal calendar on the fridge and mm. I cross out each rehearsal after so it goes. So it's like. And then I have like a big line right where opening night is, and so it's just like it's just shrunk. I don't know why I did that to myself. I have to alter and adjust different things on that I have not touched yet this weekend, Mm -hmm. but it's fine. I'm doing it tonight. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it. We have two weeks. It's happening. Yeah, we have two weeks. Just two weeks. Yeah, so June 16th through July 2nd. uh, If you're in the area, tickets are at SpringfieldContemporaryTheater.org. And then also coming up, uh, well, 
it'll be mid-run by the time this releases Beauty and the Beast. By the time you hear this, there'll be two weekends left of that at uh, Springfield Little Theater. Uh, looking forward to seeing that as well. We talked with, yeah. with uh, Bailey last time, and, yeah. and she's working on the costumes for that. And they that runs oh. That runs through June 25th, and tickets are at springfieldlittletheater.org. <laughs> um, again, like a one-word difference. You'll get to something. Um, yeah. So, and then next week we'll be, or not next week, next episode, two weeks, we'll be uh, here talking about Noel's costuming and reacting stuff and just taking more yeah. of a deep dive on the themes and stuff of You're yeah. in Town. Be a great time. And keep an eye out as well on our socials and YouTube and all. Uh, we're going to get backstage and do some fun shorts and, and yeah. history videos and all. I'm really excited about some of the stuff we've got I'm lined up this summer. I'm going to come invade your space. She is. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna throw Absolutely. Allie backstage with the camera and say, "Here you go." So, um, so I hope you guys will stick around for that, and we'll see you then. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Thank You Places podcast. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast and share it with your friends. For more information and to stay up to date, check out Thank You Places on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Thank You Places Troop. That's T-R-O-U-P-E. Once again, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you soon.